This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I wanted to discuss relationships. So if you want to be in a relationship, why do you want it? I feel like in today's society, there's a number of unhealthy reasons for wanting a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship. And there are a variety of ways people can more easily seek out relationships than they had in the past. I feel like some of these reasons often lead to relationship problems or divorce. The most common unhealthy reason is, you know, oftentimes because people want somebody to love them and they want that affection from another person in order to complete them. But it doesn't really work that way if you're not really fulfilled from the inside with yourself and you have a good relationship with yourself. I feel like if you go into a relationship with that type of mindset, you can end up very disappointed because if you're not loving towards yourself, another person really can't fulfill that for you. So I wanted to discuss some healthy reasons to want or be in a relationship today, starting with wanting to be loving and caring. I think there's a huge difference between wanting to get love and desiring to share love. I think being that right now it's kind of the holiday season, it can be easy to compare this to, you know, like when you give a gift from a heartfelt place and it oftentimes feels really amazing to be able to share that. And as much as receiving a gift from someone else is fantastic, it's so nice to be able to prepare like a surprise for somebody, share it with them and allow them to appreciate it and receive it. We have to realize that we are engaging in this exchange and we have to understand why that matters to us. And be honest with it. Are we giving something just to get something in return? Or do we genuinely care about this person? And is their happiness important to us? You know, the unhealthy reason kind of indicates that a person isn't abandoning themselves. That they haven't really learned to love and value themselves. And they're really seeking that out in another person. You know, spending time in solitude and learning to be able to give that love to yourself from a very internal place is super important. And I think learning to spend time with yourself, learning the things that you really enjoy, really have a strong place in regards to developing a healthy relationship with yourself. Because, you know, people can get in bad moods or be going through other things in their life where they might not be able to be as supportive to you. And, you know, there's also things in life that you'll be going through where you might not be able to do that for another person. But it's important to always be able to know that you can support yourself to a strong degree internally and do your best with whatever situations come your way. You know, you have to find things that you enjoy that bring you happiness and be able to share that with another person who can offer you insight into what things they like to do because they've done that themselves. And this helps everybody involved in that relationship expand as individuals, whether it's a friendship or intimate relationship. When you take responsibility for doing the inner work to learn and love and value yourself, you oftentimes become filled up with more love to share, and it's fulfilling to share your love with another partner. You know, 
oftentimes people want somebody. They want somebody to spend time with. And although this feels nice, you can't truly accept the compliment unless you're clear with yourself on the respect and love you deserve and feel like within your own existence. You know, if you know you want certain standards to be met for yourself and there are certain things and certain ways in which you're not going to talk to yourself, you're not going to belittle yourself, you're not going to put yourself down, then you won't let another person do that to you and just uphold that for yourself. That way you understand that that's not something that helps a relationship grow you know, caring about another person feels really rewarding when you're able to care about yourself. And I feel like although we always have the capacity to be loving in our relationships, it is really most important to have the most unconditionally loving relationship with yourself because when you're in that place, you're less likely to do things out of a place of guilt, forced obligation, or make sacrifices that you really don't want to. You know, unfortunately, like there are a lot of people out there that can be manipulative, that are narcissistic or have narcissistic tendencies that will try to seek to change another person for their benefit and not exactly the benefit of the person or individual they're trying to change or be in a relationship with. And I feel like this is so selfish and toxic because it can really damage an individual. And, you know, if you're being pressured to change in a way that you really don't want to, it's not going to lead to good results down the line, and it doesn't really set healthy grounds for a good relationship. If you choose to engage with lifestyle changes of any kind, it really should be coming from a place of being comfortable with your own morals and your own desire to do that, and not because someone's forcing you. I feel like it's okay to say no and stand your ground and make decisions based on your own timing and your own beliefs about things and have open, honest, respectful communication with people, even if it's constructively confrontational with a person. And I think, you know, there are certain times where people can get taken advantage of or that can lead to abuse in one way or another. or They feel like they're getting abused, even though the other person may not realize that. It just leads to an unhealthy situation, and sometimes you have to confront the person from a constructive standpoint and be like, look, like this is not working, and I want this to change, and I want for you to be on the same page with that, and it's not something, you know, it's something that I've thought about for a while or something that I've just noticed recently, and it's really not working for me. It's not helping me feel safe or loved or like I can give to this relationship from a really trusting, healthy place. You know, one of the greatest joys in life is being able to share love and have healthy relationships. And two people who love and value themselves and share that love with each other from a caring place are able to experience this deep joy and intimacy. I feel like if you really don't respect yourself, it's super difficult for others to truly respect you because you don't, you know, have the standards set for yourself that you you know, want. You know, you don't know how other people should treat you because you're not treating yourself well. You have to decide what standards you want to set for yourself, whether that comes to respecting your body through like what types of things you put into your body, like food, whether you are focused on having a relationship that, you know, has mutual respect in it. All of these factors are very important in your overall psychology and your understanding of your place in the world and your ability to enjoy your life. 
When you have a really respectful relationship with yourself, this creates a lot of security and safety within yourself to find your own standards and habits, which will allow you to grow and build a strong foundation essentially to accessorize on. You know, you might be able to test the boundaries in a couple places or allow people some leeway here and there. But at the same time, I feel like it's important to have respectful people in your life that are not going to abuse your boundaries and disrespect you. Another reason that you can get into a relationship is to learn and to grow. Relationships can offer a wonderful arena to heal old fears and insecurities that we acquired in childhood. We all learn what we want or need more of in our relationships as we get older, and I think it's worth our while to dig deep and be honest with ourselves in regards to what we want or what we need. If we want to become a better friend or a better partner or a better person, there are so many resources that we can seek out that offer healing, education, and better practices for us to engage with to really become the person who we want to be and allow others to become the people that they want to be so that we can be better to those people that are in our lives. When two people enter into a relationship with the desire to learn and grow with each other, they can help each other to heal the rejection, abandonment, and engulfment issues that each of us may have experienced in our life. You know, a lot of us have childhood issues that happen. It's very, very common that Things happen when you're younger that can really shape you as an individual to go down certain paths in your life. And I think sometimes we can learn a lot of positive skills from another person in a relationship that can show us new ways to handle situations in a positive or different way than maybe what we were used to because previous habits, you know, may have been positive for us or negative We don't have to change or do everything like somebody else in order to be accepted by them. But if certain things work for them and we want to mirror that or respect that, you know, in regards to how we wish to be treated or respect that that is how they wish to be treated, it's okay to compliment the relationship in that way. I can kind of relate this to dance because when I go to dance conventions, you know, you're dancing around people that you don't necessarily dance with all the time. There might be people from different studios that are learning the same choreography as you. Um, And you can kind of look at what they're doing that works for them that allows them to hit certain accents a certain way or approach the music in a certain way or perform the choreography in a certain way. And of course, like you're never going to be that person or dance exactly like them, but you can see certain aspects that allow their performance to maybe be a little bit more engaging or dynamic or enticing or like, you know, it makes you want to watch them. And you can bring that into your own practice. You know, you can bring that into your own performance and it can help you be a better performer. So I feel like sometimes friends or acquaintances or people that we just observe or may engage with on social media can really be inspiring to us in a lot of different aspects in our life. And it's okay to look and see what other people are doing. We don't have to be exactly like other people. We should enjoy being ourselves. But we can learn a lot from other people in regards to how to move forward in our life and perform differently in our life to reach more of what we're capable of doing and use that as a practice of exploring what we are capable of. 
you know, our partner or our friend in life can do this with us, but not exactly for us. You know, there are a lot of certain situations in our lives which we have to take responsibility to fix on our own. You know, if there are certain addictions or beliefs or issues we are coming into that relationship with that are not helpful for the growth of that relationship, it can be really a positive idea to clear out those or heal those aspects of our past or our psychology before moving forward. You know, I can easily relate this to veganism too, being that I know a lot of young women have come to veganism with a past of having an eating disorder. And I feel like it is really important to address your relationship with food. And if you do come to it with an eating disorder, to heal the eating disorder first and then approach veganism in such a way where you can enjoy the abundance of food and you can appreciate the food, how it was grown, how it nourishes you, how it makes you feel, the beauty of it. You know, you can really appreciate all those aspects of it instead of coming it to a place of like, you know, hating yourself or feeling like you need to deprive yourself in a certain way. It's like really being able to enjoy the food and, you know, to dance as well. I think if you're a dancer that maybe didn't have good technique or good instruction and you want to go on to other, um, you know, things in your life, audition for larger jobs or companies or what have you, there might be aspects of your technique that have to be toned up or brushed up before you're able to maybe dance with a partner who's at the same level as you or you're able to dance with a team of people that's at the same level as you. So you have to do those things and do that work before you get to that point. And that point is always attainable, but sometimes there's always work that has to be done before you get there. And another thing that I can relate this to is yoga. Some people come into yoga with a lot of issues with their ego, whether they have a bad relationship with their ego or they are very insecure about themselves or certain aspects of themselves, whether they feel like they're not flexible enough or their mind is wandering too much or they're not strong enough or they just don't feel like they're good at practicing the union between their body and their mind. Or if they are very approaching it in such a way where they think that it's all about the postures and their mind is really controlling. Like if they don't do everything good one day, then it's like a totally bad day and everything's lost and they're like terrible at yoga or something like just approaching yoga with the mindset of practicing practicing connecting your body and your mind and putting your energy from a mental space into your body to move through the postures, move through your breathing, and not approach it with the egotistical mindset that one day is better than the other or whatever. Like just taking it as it is and accepting yourself, being forgiving towards yourself, and learning along the way what works and what doesn't work. I think other things that really can be healed before going forward and when it comes back to relationship is, you know, types of violence, neglect, or abuse that can happen in prior relationships um, or experiences in our life. There are many people that have dealt with sexual abuse or, um, you know, domestic violence, seen that happen in their family, um, between different family members, um, or to themselves. And this can be really damaging. You know, if you go into a relationship with that being a part of your past, it can really cause you to think that a lot of people will do that. And as damaging as it can be to be in abusive relationships and have experienced 
seeing that and being exposed to it, you have to know that there are good people out there and that you can be loved and you can give love from a place of not treating another person like that. Because sometimes when bad things happen to us, you know, I think people often have an option to continue that pattern or realize that it's wrong and learn a different way and different habits um, in regards to how to move forward in their life. And I think if you're able to heal yourself and, you know, like go to therapy, talk to somebody, learn different skills and different habits, you know, put yourself in engaging, um, engage in other relationships that have a positive component to them where there's respect, there's love, there's open-mindedness, there's, you know, no violence, no abuse, things like that. Like you can really learn that people can be loving. And as people have capacities to be violent, they also have capacities to be loving. And I feel like we learn through our coping mechanisms how to control our emotions over time if we choose to, and that it is important that we do that as individuals as well as seek out relationships that are with people that have the same mindset in regards to growing and improving themselves and not handling things in such a way where it's very selfish and self-centered in regards to how they choose to deal with certain situations so that you know it might feel good for them to release their anger in a certain way, but it can be really, really damaging to another person. So I think being responsible for your actions and, you know, if you were around somebody who was a certain way and you realize that it's wrong, take the initiative to learn a different way to handle it. That way you can have a positive relationship with yourself and move forward in your life. You know, both people in a relationship need to be open to taking responsibility for their own feelings and healing. And when they can help and support each other, in that learning and healing process, that can be a really beautiful thing. No one is perfect, and it really helps to have unconditionally loving relationships in our lives. We have to respect how we treat one another because actions and words can hurt another person, and things can be done that make people lose trust in us, which can be really difficult and sometimes even impossible to gain back sometimes. It's really difficult for most people to change or learn new habits or to be motivated to change. You know, if you have somebody who is looking at you in a positive light, looking at your positives and supporting your growth, and you are doing the same for yourself and for them, it can really create a safe space for you both to evolve in love. Another aspect of Pursuing a healthy relationship can be there to support each other. Most of us need a reliable person, someone to fall back on, especially when we're having hard times. You know, having had many dance partners growing up, I have to say it was always really nice to be able to have another partner that you can rely on and experience the routine with. You know, um, there's more risks you can take and more things you can experience with somebody, you know, in regards to like lifts or tricks or um, certain creative elements of choreography and you know that that person can help you through changes in your life and be there to help you get back up on your feet and even catch you when you fall but you can just you know experience all the stress of going on stage preparing for a performance taking things to another level of um, 
discipline, being there to help each other practice certain aspects of the choreography. You know, it really relates to being able to practice certain habits in our lives that are supportive towards our health. You know, if you have another person or another friend in your life that has similar health goals or, you know, like in my case, it really helps for me to have other people in my life and other friends in my life that I share a vegan lifestyle with, other people that I practice yoga with or even partner yoga. There's, you know, I love having dance partners or people that I can go ballroom dancing with. It's something that's really fun and it allows you to share your gifts with another person and experience something that you both love just on a little bit of a different level. You know, and we also need a cheerleader from time to time, someone who supports us in being all that we can be. Loving partners can learn to provide this for each other. You know, having someone to cheer you on is really, really helpful, even if it's constructive criticism. I feel like it's best to balance out the critiques with the compliments just to keep trust with somebody and not make them feel like they're not good enough all the time. You know, you have to acknowledge that you are enough, they are enough, good enough, just as they are to be loved and that they're not perfect, you're not perfect, and both of you are capable of a lot of greatness. If we can be there to help another person with our support, this is often something that will lead towards a more positive relationship and you know, ultimately growth. While it is important to learn to take loving responsibility for your own feelings, we don't need to do this alone. And in fact, it's really not necessary. If someone's doing something to you that's not really helping you feel your best or they feel like you feel like they're being disrespectful to you, you don't need to allow it to go on and suffer in silence about it. I feel like even if other people are going through rough times, that's never an excuse for people to take out their stress on you or be disrespectful or abusive to you. You have to respect yourself. Don't put yourself in a position for someone else to address the fact that you're being disrespectful and you know, understand that what you do and what you say does affect how other people feel and that you can have the opportunity to play a positive role or be negative um, in a person's life. You know, you have an option. And I think it's important to respect that this person has invited you into their life and you can be a positive role in their life. And if you choose to be disrespectful to them, that people always have an option to say goodbye and not include you in that anymore. And I think you should approach it from the the standpoint that not from a place of fear where you're afraid that the person will reject you. I feel like that's sometimes always a risk that you have to take. You know, if you need to put your foot down and be like, listen, I don't like how you're treating me. Things are not going in a good direction right now. Like, you know, just address those things so that it can be constructively dealt with and your needs can be respected and potentially met. I think it's important to acknowledge that people bring their best energy possible that they can to every relationship in their life. And I think it's really important to respect the effort that they are putting into the friendship or relationship to make it work and just realize it's not all about you and your needs but that your needs are important and if a relationship is going down a path that is disrespectful that you do need to take responsibility to address it and let the other person know 
because they can't read your mind. Being that we are social beings, we need others to love and care about us, to be there for us, and to help us see what is true for us and what's best for us. I think it's cool to see the time that you spend with another person as a gift and think of the ways you can contribute to the significance in a particular relationship or just the significance of their life. I think you can also take this into your relationship with something like food. You know, if you really respect your food and have gratitude for the food on your plate, you'll respect all that went into growing what the, you know, what the process of even growing that food was like for it to get to the plate that you're about to eat it off of or what you're about to eat out of your hand if you're eating like a piece of fruit or something. Respect the work that you did to be able to buy that food or even have access to it. Respect everything in your life for a deeper sense of appreciation because we have to realize that every single thing that is around us came from some place. Every individual that we see or drive past on the freeway or, you know, a walk past in a grocery store or something, like they have their own life challenges, experiences, and things that they've been through in their life. And they chose to get up today and put themselves together and go out into the world and do their best. And we have to respect that they're doing that. You know, there are a lot of different options that people have. And sometimes, you know, it's okay to be reclusive and need to take your time to heal and and all of that. But be respectful that people are doing their best to make the best out of their life and be a positive influence to the best of their ability. Not only can a relationship really provide a lot of emotional support, but it can help to provide financial support as well. And I don't really recommend being completely financially dependent on another person. It's not really how I was raised, but I think people can be interdependent on one another, which is really healthy. You know, if you're dependent on somebody, it can lead to a lot of unhealthy relationship aspects because you might be staying in that relationship for the wrong reasons. You know, this person, you might not have a good relationship. It might not be a respectful relationship. And you might be staying in a relationship because you don't have any place else to go. You don't have the means to provide or take care of yourself. And it may hinder your growth. So I think it's really always important to take care of yourself and take care of what you need to do in your life. That way you can pursue the things that are important to you and live your life to the fullest. You know, many of us do feel safer when we don't have to provide everything for ourselves in a relationship. But when we have each other to rely on both emotionally and financially, sometimes that can be a positive thing. Interdependency, I feel like, really always trumps being dependent on somebody else because it allows you to have the option to bring something to the relationship as well. Another aspect of pursuing a healthy relationship, I really feel like, has to do with, you know, sharing companionship and fun. Loneliness is a pretty hard feeling to deal with sometimes. And as hard as it is, I do feel like it's important to conquer that fear and that feeling in the sense that you get to learn to enjoy your own solitude and pull yourself out of feelings of loneliness. Learning to enjoy yourself and create your own creative energy 
you know, enjoy the things that you're passionate about in your life. And that allows you to experience yourself. Like when you get to experience those parts of yourself that you like, you can bring it out in yourself and share that with the world. You don't always have to wait for some uh, somebody else to bring that out in you. Although I feel like it can be really nice to spend time with other people and have them compliment certain aspects of your personality and bring out different sides of one another. If they're a really positive person or really funny or whatever, it can be fun to enjoy that with them. But I think you always have to know that there's a lot of power and happiness within you if you choose to tap into it and creativity as well. And when you're in those lonely times where you do feel like dark thoughts, dark times, whatever's going on, we all deal with that. It can be a really nice outlet to get into more of the creative, artistic aspects of your personality and start enjoy things like music and art and film and, um, you know, other things that just maybe uplift you and engage with that to lift yourself out of that place. You know, we're not meant really to live alone. And in times past, people lived in family systems and supportive and caring communities. While now we often times don't always live near our family or in caring communities, there's a lot of different ways that we can create this companionship with relationships with an individual or with a group of people. I feel like in my life, I've learned to look at the deficiencies in my relationships, make requests with those different people in my life, and be honest with them. And sometimes it changes. Sometimes I add other things into my life to supplement that fulfillment or engage with other people or other friends where I can, you know, get that fulfillment from. And I want to be able to enjoy certain aspects of myself with other people. That way I can fully share and experience things to my fullest as an individual and feel good about myself in the process. You know, I really do tend to seek out positive relationships with people that I care about and that those people care about me as well as my well-being to share that with. You know, I feel very grateful that I've been able to have healthy friends that share a similar lifestyle to me in regards to how they eat and how they you know, promote eating raw, fresh, organic foods or vegan foods. And it's been nice to have friends with that because nobody in my family is vegan at this point, even though I've been like doing this for like almost nine years now of like being vegan and mainly raw foodist. My family's not vegan. And so, you know, for family events and even just getting together with dinner for them, like I have to prepare my own food and that's not always an aspect of my lifestyle that's comfortable to share with them. And it's not always something they're interested to discuss. But I do have friends in my life of a variety of ages that I can share the vegan lifestyle with and celebrate those things and talk about different issues that are going on within that realm or that spectrum um, of veganism and food and health. You know, in the yoga community, it's been really nice to create friends that are moving past things in their life or just trying to create healthy practices by using a yoga practice. A lot of the people I feel like I've practiced yoga with over the years might have been in a little bit of an older demographic. I started practicing yoga when I was about 19, and I feel like most of the people that I've practiced with were, you know, in that time in their, like, 30s up until, you know, like, 60s. So I did tend to have, like, some older friends in my life, which I don't really have a problem with, 
but it allowed me to just bring that into my life. And I think encouraging my mom to come to yoga class too. It's like she's now been an instructor for I think close to six years now. And it's been able to be something that we share and that um, we can both find common ground in. So I had to really, (laughs) really work hard to encourage her to come to class and stuff because that's not the easiest thing, uh, you know, to like begin a yoga practice. But I think once she decided that she wanted to come and it was important for her to give it a try and engage with it, she realized it was something she really wanted to pursue and went ahead and became a teacher. So um, that was something that I had learned to enjoy by myself and I wanted to share it with another person. It ended up really kind of changing her life in a really positive way. Um, In regards to like dance relationships that I've had with different people, whether it's been with different dance partners or having friends of mine that I can go dance with, like just going out to take dance classes. It's really nice to be able to enjoy the dance aspect of my life with other people. You know, not everybody in my family dances, that's for sure. And not all my friends that are vegan or practice yoga dance. So it's nice to be able to experience that side of myself with people that are also passionate about the same thing and you know, just as well as learn from people that are in the business industry and can teach me a lot of different things about business and management and all that type of thing. It's really positive. And longtime friends of mine that have known me since I was like two, three years old that we've grown up together. I mean, those are friends that you know, they've seen you through thick and thin. You might not even have anything in common with them in regards to certain lifestyle aspects, but the commonality is is that you've been through certain things together and you've seen each other through certain times in your life together. And that can be really, really special. And it's something that I really cherish for people that have been in my life a long time. I really appreciate them and and um you know, they're they're very, very special people to me. So I feel like it's generally more fun to do things with a partner than to always do them alone or do them with a friend instead of always do them alone. You know, I have to say I really do enjoy my solitude and I feel like I trained myself from a young age to enjoy it because in my perspective, I really think it is a blessing in life if you view it that way and are able to appreciate it. Often I discover things while I'm in a place of solitude that I can share with friends to lift them up when they are feeling down. And it allows me to be a better person rather than having to look outside myself for a lot of things. I just, I feel like I'm able to find the love with inside of myself during those times and see myself through some challenging circumstances a little bit easier. I find it within myself and I find that I can really share that with other people over time as well. I think another reason that people um, can have healthy relationships is to have children and create a loving family. I think for those people who want to have children, it's generally better for the children, more fulfilling to raise children in a partnership. You know, being that both of my parents came from divorced families, you know, my parents really chose to make it work and I'm super proud of them. And I think it just goes to show it's like just because sometimes you don't have the best examples set before you, it doesn't mean that you have to follow in the footsteps. You can really learn from how it made you feel to go through a certain time in your life and you don't want 
your kids to go through, maybe what you went through. So you're willing to do what it takes to learn different ways of handling things and come back to a place of love and maybe be a little bit compromising in certain areas and a little bit more forgiving or what have you and find ways to make it work and come back to a place of love and remember why you loved each other. I think sometimes divorce and ending a relationship is actually a healthy solution if people got into the relationship for the wrong reasons to begin with and it's healthier for a family to not continue on down that path. I think people have to respect their own decisions, but I feel like when you're creating a healthy relationship, that's hopefully an aspect of it that is taken into consideration. While being a parent can be deeply satisfying, it also can be very challenging and having to do a lot of things by yourself can be really challenging as well if you're a single parent. Being able to share the challenges as well as the joy with another person is a wonderful thing to be able to have the option to do. And I think it does provide a lot of stability for the children if parents are on the same page or, you know, are just really coming at it from a place where they they want to see their children grow and be happy and they're interested to do what it takes to work through the challenges that will come along and as well address those in their relationship. Another reason why people can get into a healthy relationship or a healthy reason to get into a relationship is to create a safe and loving sexual relationship with somebody. Casual sex can oftentimes be tedious as well as challenging regarding STDs or sexually transmitted diseases. There's a lot of beliefs about this, and I really do think it's one of those situations where it's like to each their own, live your life how you want to, but take responsibility for the consequences and realize that you are engaging like another person in this, and it's not something that should be approached with selfishness. You know, some people don't want to wait until marriage to have that type of relationship. Some people don't even want to get married. And some don't really want the commitment of a relationship in order to have a sex life. And it's important to look at what you need and what you're actually looking to be fulfilled in your relationship and be honest with the other person, be cautious, get tested, have the other person tested and Make sure you're approaching it with a healthy mindset and both people are, are on the same page. You know, People who love each other and are in a committed relationship have the opportunity to be creative and a little bit more free with a loving partner. If you're experiencing the same thing with that partner over and over again together and it's another opportunity for you to create a special exclusive part of your relationship you know it should be healthy without violence and approached with a mutual consent in regards to what you're choosing to move forward with as otherwise can really be damaging and not a positive experience for both people involved you know sex in a loving and committed relationship can provide many things including intimacy passion fun safety and comfort to name a few There are a lot of other ways to experience intimacy in a relationship other than sex, and I think that it is really important and healthy to explore those as well. If that's all your relationship is founded on, then the relationship probably isn't at its full potential and most likely won't really last that long. There's a lot more to being in a relationship, you know, as mentioned previous to this point, that helps people feel safe, loved, and fulfilled in a relationship. When it comes to maturity in relationships, I think 
oftentimes I've heard things like, you know, boys or men mature slower, women mature faster, or boys will be boys, etc. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, it really is your choice who you want to be in a relationship. Do you want to feed into certain cultural norms? Do you want to act a certain way to get a certain result? You know, it is your choice whether you want to be respectful with somebody that you're with or reckless in how you conduct yourself, and it really does reflect upon you. If you didn't have the best example set for you, seek out better examples to create a healthier experience for everybody involved in your life. If you know better, do better. Don't make excuses for yourself and waste your time and somebody else's time because you just don't want If you know better, do better. Don't make excuses for yourself and waste your time as well as somebody else's because you just don't want to take responsibility or you just want to see how much you can get away with. Be honest with yourself and the other person as to why this relationship is something meaningful to you and why it's something you want to pursue and let people know what areas you're growing in so maybe you can help one another or be supportive to each other in that way or a little bit more understanding i feel like if you're able to be honest in that respect you can grow in that area or you can move on to something else or somebody else that will be better for your relationship and ultimately better for you both Sometimes things take a longer time to realize or there needs to be time apart for you to realize what you want or don't want in regards to including a certain individual in your life. Many people have had their hearts broken or been in deeply unsatisfying or disrespectful relationships that have left them feeling really hurt and hopeless. I feel like it's very important to approach your relationships with a great deal of consciousness and consideration and respect for the other person, realizing that if things don't work out, that you still want to be a positive influence or at least positive memory in their life. If you aren't going into the experience or relationship with that mindset, you may want to check yourself and your intentions. Take care of your relationship with yourself first, ultimately. Spend time with yourself. Do things that you enjoy. Love yourself unconditionally. Love yourself unconditionally. Forgive yourself. Cut the negativity out of your life and allow yourself to thrive in whatever way you would like to. You deserve it and you deserve to be happy and live the life of your dreams. Create the healthiest relationships you possibly can for your life and your well-being and grow and discover all that you're capable of. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.